Are you ready to make the right moves and unlock your passion? Welcome to From the Inside Out with your host, Carla D. Walker. To be your best self in your personal life and your business life, all you need to do is look within yourself. Now, here is Carla D. Walker. Good morning, world. How are you this morning? I am feeling absolutely fabulous. The weather here has been great. I hope some of you are getting out of the snow. I know I see that from the news reports, there's a lot of rain going on. But you know what? When the rain leaves, there's always sunshine. Okay, so push through it. It's only temporary. It's not going to happen all the time. I know while it happens, it's yucky, but don't worry about it. You'll get through it. Hey, this is going to be a great day. Absolutely fabulous. My wish for you today is that you have nothing but good things happen to you and that you make someone else feel good about their day as well. I'm going to read something to you by G. Santini because I think it's relevant to what we're going to talk about today. I believe that you can accomplish wonderful things because you yourself are wonderful. I believe that however tough things get, You'll ultimately win out because life isn't about toughness. It's about care. And you care and I care about you. So I know it. I believe that however long it takes for you to fulfill your goals, you will succeed because the secret that is you are already, that you are already a success. And you always have been. I believe that bright moments, warm moments are always part of our lives. If we'll only stop, look around and celebrate them. So consider this. A moment of time stopped to make it possible for you to look around and celebrate the warmth and the natural brilliance within you and to believe. So I want you today to celebrate that natural brilliance within you. I want you to not only celebrate it, I want you to share it. Share that beauty, share that inside warmth, that compassion, that lover of life. I want you to share that with people that you meet today. Give them a a great smile, one of your great smiles. Now, maybe you, you don't feel like you're known for your smile, but when you smile, you light up the room. You know, I want you to share that with somebody today. Share that with at least five people that you meet. Share that with a stranger, somebody you don't know. You know, that maybe you just walked on the street, or maybe you're sitting next to on the subway or on the bus. You know, maybe you're sharing a, a cab with or maybe you're sharing a, a Lyft or an Uber with, you know, but share the brilliance and warmth of yourself with somebody today and make someone else's day a good day. Be kind today. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. Today's topic is about self-care title of our our show today is self-care is not selfish and it feels more and more with all the negative stuff that's going on around us with all 
all the things, all the hate, all the misrepresentation, all the lies, all the all the the potential errors that we make and times that we have for misunderstanding. We need to take stop and take a little time for ourselves. So today's show, today's topic is self-care. And to let you know and to give you some facts or ideas or some things to consider as to why this is important to us. There was a 2016 report by the Mayo Clinic that less than 3% of American adults are living a healthy lifestyle. Think about that. Less than 3% of American adults are living a healthy lifestyle. Hmm. What does that look like? So when the Mayo Clinic says that, what does that look like? What does that mean? How do you, what does that feel? Do you fit into that 3%? So one of the things that they listed as a healthy lifestyle was sufficiently being sufficiently active and that was 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity each week now they didn't say every day and if you break it out to five days a week that's like you know maybe 30 minutes a day or if you break it out to a seven day week that's less than 25 minutes a day can you do that? That doesn't sound like much when you when you break it down. The other thing that they mentioned was eating a healthy diet based on the USDA's healthy eating index. Okay. So what does that mean? Do you remember the big plate they used to have? I remember that as a child that had a plate and they divided into four or five sections and it would be, you know, eat so much of this, so much of that, you know, less of this, you know, and I believe this one talks about the amount of protein you should be eat should fit in like a deck of cards, which, you know, doesn't sound very much when you've got a big, you know, 12 ounce, 14 ounce, 16 ounce T-bone steak or porterhouse or ribeye that you want to eat. And you're talking about only eating part of your you know, part of that in terms of your hand, but do you really need to eat all that? I know it may taste really good, you may want to eat on it, but it may not be all you need. But then most of your plate should be filled with fruits and vegetables. You know, just a little carbs, not a lot, but a little carbs. But and then those healthy carbs are what they are. The other thing that they mentioned was non-smoking, non-smoker, being a non-smoker. You know, and I apologize to those of you who may be smokers who feel like there's a war being waged against you, but it's really not. We're really looking out, we're trying to look out for your health and for the health of others who may also have breathe in that secondhand smoke. You know, what we do does impact other people, not only impacts ourselves. And self-care talks about how we treat ourselves and how we treat ourselves impact other people. So if we are putting something into our body that one is, is not natural and two has some very negative 
side effects or potential side effects and and can cause chronic diseases, you might want to think about how are we treating ourselves? How is how we treat ourselves also impacting our family? So they list non-smoker, being a non-smoker as, as one of the things uh, that identifies a healthy lifestyle. The other thing that they recommended was body fat percentages now, which I thought was interesting. Body fat percentages for men are supposed to be somewhere between 5 and 20%. And for women, somewhere between 8 and 30%. And I can tell you right now, for me, I think I'm past that 30% for women. When I look at that, I think my body fat is past 30%. Uh, so that is something that I, I myself have to work on. I don't know about you. Uh, I can remember, I do have memories of being in college and uh, playing volleyball and playing basketball and uh, being able to just float on top of the water because my body fat was so uh, relatively low and being able to just lay on on, on the swimming pool and just sort of float there uh, very comfortably without, you know, very much effort. Um, I would love to get back to that. I would love to get back to my fighting weight because I used to, um, I used to take karate. So I used to be into karate, and um, uh, we would compete, and uh, I loved that fighting weight as well. Um, so that is one of my goals: is to get back at least to my fighting weight. Ideally, in my head, I would love to get back to that bikini swimsuit that I used to have, a little yellow bikini swimsuit that I could wear, which I have no idea where it is, which is probably a good thing, because if I have more than 30% body fat, I should not be wearing that bikini swimsuit. (laughs) But those are at least four things that the Mayo Clinic said, and this was a report that was done in 2016 about... Uh, American adults uh, in terms of living a healthy lifestyle. And then in 2017, the worldwide, uh, worldwide, it was stated that 901 million people are over the age of 60 today. That was in 2017. And that that number was projected to reach 1.4 billion by 2030 and nearly 2.1 billion by 2050. That's a lot of people. That would be a lot of people not to be living a healthy lifestyle because if they're living a healthy lifestyle, we're one of those 901 million people and we're not living a healthy lifestyle, then what does that, how does that impact us as a society? Um, does that mean we're going to be sicker? Uh, we're going to be less able to conduct our own affairs? So somebody's going to have to be looking after us? Well, the World Health Organization said while uh, we may be living longer, older individuals are not living healthier, active lives. You know, and I, I you know, if you think about how we used to treat or think about retirement, we used to. Uh, and I think I mentioned this a long time ago, but 
we used to say, okay, we'll go retire so you can go, you know, relax and, you know, sit on your porch and or sit in a rocking chair. There's always this picture of, of older people sitting down doing nothing. And I think over the years we've, we've begun to make, change that image, but for a long time, that's what it meant to be old was, you know, I think the phrase was to be put out to pasture. And if you ever think of animals that are out in pasture, they're not doing anything but just standing around grazing, you know, eating grass or they eat and they sleep. They eat, they sleep, you know, almost like a baby. I think, but a baby has a lot more energy. Um, but, but, you know, similar to that. And I think over the years we're, we're doing a little better, but but that's also something else that we need to think about. Are we living healthier, active lives? And then there was a global study by the Pre-Research Center that said achieving an adequate standard of living in old age is directly influenced by the extent to which a country's population is expected to age healthily. Healthily. So are we expected to age healthily? Is, it, is that what we expect our people to do as a country? Or do we have different expectations? You know, the studies show that the residents of countries like Japan, Italy, and Russia are least confident about aging an adequate standard, uh, achieving, as you say, an adequate standard of living in old age. And when asked who should be, who should bear the greatest responsibility for being, for the being, well-being of older people, Americans, South Korea, uh, Germany, and the United Kingdom were most likely to say that the family or the government should take responsibility rather than older people themselves. I found that absolutely fascinating that we... <laughs> that we will shift the responsibility for our achieving a healthy lifestyle to somebody else. Where is our responsibility in that? Where do we take a role, an active role in our own health care, in our own ability to be healthy? You know, improving the quality of life and functionally uh, ability among older people must be geared toward effectively managing chronic diseases and complex coexisting conditions like heart disease and diabetes and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And there's more, but... We'll talk more about that when we come back from break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show hey welcome back we're talking about self-care and making a case for that. Uh, and the last thing we talked about was uh, the chronic diseases that go along with living living older and not living necessarily a healthy lifestyle. And one of the things that, that just kind of blew me away was the fact that diabetes now affects over 415 million adults around the world. 415 million adults around the world are affected by diabetes. And what's causing that? Why is that? Well, you've heard some of the ads, I'm sure, either on television or radio or maybe even on the Internet. A lot of these people don't even know they have diabetes, right? And some of that has to do with long waiting times to see a specialist or a physician. You know, the lack of education around uh, diabetes or around healthy living. Uh, a lack of access to adequate screen screening and treatment. You know, so they get testing, you know, just to see if you're diabetic or to see if you are pre-diabetic so that, you know, you can reverse that, those things are reversible. And the high costs, you know, some people just can't afford sometimes to, they think, to see a doctor. You know, it's between, do I go pay to see a doctor to see if I have this thing or do I feed my children or do I pay the rent or the electricity bill or put gas in the car so I can go to work? 
got to do something about the rising cost of medic medicine. And then studies show that when people abandon treatment of traditional foods too, uh, for processed foods that are high in sugar, refined flour, and vegetable oils, they get sick. They have studies that show that. Okay? So, over the last 160 years, and that doesn't sound, I mean, that sounds, you know, sort of ominous to some people, but it's really not a long time. Our total sugar intake has increased. Our consumption of soda and fruit juices have increased. And that has been linked to 60% increase in the risk of obesity, particularly in children. And our calorie intake has gone up about 400 calories a day. And I think about this and I think about the portions that we get when we do go out to eat. And if we are trying to be be good or, or trying to watch our, our, our weight or our waistline, when you look at the portions that we get at our restaurants, they're huge. You know, like I... I and I also have to watch this myself. But I went through a fast food the other day and and asked for a medium drink, and my medium drink was about the size of a large drink. And I thought, wow, if this is medium, I don't want to see large, you know. And I think about going at some of the restaurants, and you think you're getting a small salad, and that salad is like three or four times the amount that you are looking for, and that's how their portions are. That's a lot. And there, and there are things that you, I know you probably do the same thing, but people have abandoned traditional foods for more processed vegetable oils. I mean, tr- traditional food, traditional fats for more, um, for more, more processed vegetable oils. Um, and we think of vegetable oils, we don't necessarily think, well, wow, maybe they're you know they're not good for this but there are some that have a lot of trans fat in them and we have to be careful about that and we we've left heart healthy butter and replaced it for trans fat laden margarine so it's a switch from butter to margarine and I know margarine has a lot of salt in it I used to eat it instead of butter I've changed that the soybean oil it's the major source of calories. I did not realize that until I read further and understood that it's mostly uh, consumed. It's the most consumed vegetable oil in the United States. And secondly, probably the reason we don't notice it is because it's in most processed foods. So when you think about the cumulative effect of that, that makes it. Uh, probably the most consumed oil. Also, modern wheat today is less nutritious than older varieties of wheat. Now, this gets into the nutrient content of our soil. You know, our soil today is not the soil of yesterday. So the things that are coming up out of our soil that we're growing have a different composition than they did years and years ago when life was simpler and we were less probably industrialized uh, and there were less things going into our soul, less chemicals and additives and, and things that now impact the food that's growing out of, of the ground, and the food, which impacts, of course, the food that we eat. 
and that egg consumption has gone down. You know, eggs is it's one of the the simplest, probably most nutritionally enriched foods that we have. We're not eating less eggs. Um, people are eating more processed foods than ever before, so we don't have time to cook. I know that's that's for me. I, if you're like me, if I'm coming home late from work and had a, a hard day at work, then I don't feel like cooking. You know, maybe I'll just grab something at at Mickey D's or or Wendy's or Sonic or you know Rallies or some, one of the fast food places and on my way out. You know, or Five Guys. You know, pick up a burger. Yeah, you know, as opposed to going home and cooking it. And, you know, not only is it probably going to taste better, but it's going to be less expensive. But for me, I, I rationalize it by saying, oh, I just don't feel like it. I just want to pick it up, go home and eat it. And so if you're like me, there's a lot of us doing that. And again, that's not attributing to our health. And then we think about baby boomers living longer, but not necessarily healthier. Why is that? Well, again... Chronic disease associated to the dietary shift that began back in the 1950s to first processed food with additives and preservatives, you know. So with baby boomers, we used to eat much healthier. And in the 1950s, that kind of shifted as we started eating more processed foods, right? And then... Baby boomers, when I'm talking about baby boomers, I'm talking about uh, those people who are between 54 and 72 uh, as of last year. And last year, there were 74 million baby boomers. And even though we're more food conscious as baby boomers and we're more exercise focused or conscious, you know, we're still not as healthy or living as not all of us are living a healthy life. Okay. So the whole idea of work has changed as well in in America. You know, you work a 40-hour week. Well, people are working more than 40 hours. People have two jobs. You know, I think I mentioned to you when my brother was, I was talking to my brother about the things that I was doing. And he said, you've got three jobs. And I didn't even think about it until he actually said that. And I guess I kind of do. But we're working more, which in turn says that Tell, we tell ourselves and we tell other people, I don't have time to do that. You know, so because I don't have time to go home and cook dinner, I don't have time to relax, I don't have time to meditate, I don't have time to exercise. <sighs> I'm tired of just saying I don't have time, right? And we're living, um, we find ourselves living more sedentary during the week, Monday through Friday. Why? Because we're working. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, we're the weekend warrior. We're trying to get it all in. And then the cycle repeats itself. We do it all over again. And then we're always looking at, or people are always talking about the next diet. What's the fad diet? What we're doing now, a new diet will come up. We've got to try it because that's the one that's going to make the difference. That's the one that we're going to lose weight. That's the one that's going to change our lives. Eh, Maybe not so much. And you look back and I'll ask you, did it change your life? Did you lose all the weight? Or did you go on a quote-unquote diet and gain it all back? Okay. 
There's no magic bullet. We have to do the work and we have the power to determine the status of our health in our hands. We can do that through self-care. And we'll talk about that when we come back from break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's time for you to take a sweet and honest look at your life. Tune into Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Each week, Nikki invites you to call into the program where she will connect with each listener to show the power of God's love in every unique instance. There are gracious gifts and elements of power within each one of us. You just need to discover them and find your life's purpose. Live healthier and happier. Listen every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the Inside Out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. So let's talk about self-care. What is it? I've mentioned it a couple of times. So let's just be clear on what we're talking about. Now, I've got a couple of definitions that I'll give you and see which one fits for you that you feel good about. Self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. It's the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress, And self-care is taking care of and honoring your body, mind, and spirit in a way that activates your best self. Self Self-care choices are those that improve your physical, mental, or emotional health and move you toward your desired outcome. Now, that's really one that I that rings true for me and that I and that I've kind of focused on in terms of looking at because there are actually one thing that I didn't realize there are actually types of self-care um, that you can tend to. Uh, but self-care is one of those things that's important. I spent most of my life being concerned about the care of another individual or other individuals. You know, and I think about my daughter. My whole life's work was primarily focused on making sure, doing things that I could make sure that I could provide for my daughter and to make sure that 
she was happy and to make sure that she was content. And I did that to the extent that I actually forgot about me. (laughs) I forgot about and didn't really think about what my needs were. I didn't really think about what my self-care needs were. A lot of things that I did, I did just because it was fun for, for me to do. And when we think about physical activity, I've always been physically active. Uh, even as a child, I can remember, you know, playing, you know, physical games. We did, you know, I don't know that we do a lot of that anymore. And a lot of that, I think, is because of the society that we live in. And we're afraid to let our children out because we're afraid they'll get shot or uh, somebody will abduct them. We've got to change our society in terms of the way we live. I mean, I think some of those things were prevalent, but not to the degree that they are today. But I remember playing outside, playing in my backyard, playing hopscotch, uh, playing dodgeball with kids, you know, running, jumping, climbing trees, you know, doing all of those things where you're actually physically active as a kid. And as I grew older, I fell into that habit of work, 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 because for me, once I had a child, my whole life was just consumed around making sure that she was taken care of and that her well-being was number one. And I put myself, I put myself in the background when I should have kept myself in the forefront, you know? Because if I'm not taking care of me, I'm not doing a real good job taking care of anybody else. I may think I am, and on the surface I may be, but bottom line is, if I'm not well, then I'm going to have a hard time taking care of my daughter or taking care of friends or family or anybody else that needs to be taken care of or that I need to focus attention on. So like I said, there are like uh, at least five different types of self-care that I found uh, that uh, I hadn't really thought about self-care in that way. But if you divide it into these five things, I think it it may help you in terms of thinking, oh, where am I going to focus or what do I need self-care with? So the first one is sensory. So that's, you know, being in touch with uh, your senses, your five senses relative to uh, your body. You know, so breathe your breath, your your uh, touch, you know, what you see, what you hear, what you feel. You know, there's that kind of self-care. We'll, we'll talk more about ideas and how to, um, what to do around that. Then there's emotional self-care, and that's making sure that you're fully engaged with your emotions, that you understand your emotions, that you are able to have control over your emotions. Um, And there's spiritual self-care. So this is getting in touch with your values and what really is important to you or what you really value, what you value. Now, this could be a religious or non-religious value, but it's really getting in touch with, with that spiritual side of yourself. And then, of course, there's physical self-care, you know, so it's good for the body. It's also very good for blowing off steam. You know, if you had a hard day, you know, someone's made you angry or upset at work, you know, sometimes it's good to go to the gym and work it out. 
or if you can't afford a gym, you know, maybe it's good to do some shadow boxing or, you know, doing some uh, workout with the, uh, get a basketball or, or, you know, you know, do some crunches or, you know, but do something physical to kind of blow off that steam, maybe go for a, a nice, long, energetic walk. And then there's social self-care. And that's connecting with people. And and the sad thing, you know, technology is is there good and there there are good things about technology, and there are there's some negative, like in in unintentional negatives around technology. In that, it can sometimes isolate us from people, and it can also connect us with people that we don't necessarily need in our lives because maybe they're providing or feeding us negative energies. We don't need that. You don't need other people giving you negative energies. You can do that for yourself. You know, but technology has allowed us, you know, it's a double-edged sword, you know, where we can use it to, to get in touch with people quickly. But it also can be used for those people, and you see it a lot, you see bullying through technology. You know, people are trolling people. Uh, to say something negative, technology, through technology. Or some people, you know, can talk to millions of people in an instant. And sometimes that's good, sometimes not so good. But with all that being said, we as a, a being need to connect with people. And that is also a concern. As people get older, they seem to connect with less people. And some older people, the only connection that they have with people is when the mail, the postalman drops by to say hello. Or, you know, if they're with food on wheels, maybe it's the only time when that person comes by to provide them with food. You know, or there's a visit or somebody, a wrong number may call or they go to the grocery store. You know, so social becomes really important. Okay. So that is the, you know, in terms of, of types of self-care, you know, think about which which one of those five maybe you think about yourself, as you think about yourself and you think about your situation, which one do you need to focus on or, or lend some attention to that you're not attending to? Yeah. The benefits of, of self-care better productivity, uh, improved resistance to disease, uh, enhanced self-esteem, increased self-knowledge, right? So you're learning more about yourself, you know. Slowing down makes you more productive, you know. Improving your self-compassion, you know, so if you understand yourself more, your emotions more, you're able to perhaps be more compassionate with other people. It helps boost your immune system. You know, so it it activates the parasympathetic, sympathetic, I'm sorry, neurons, nervous system. So it puts your body into a rest and restore mode. You know, helps you to cope with your hectic lifestyle. 
It gives your body an opportunity to build its defenses. Self-care will allow you to find out who you really are. You know, what do you love? What really lights you up? You know, when I say light you up, I mean when you, what really makes you feel good, you know, when you do it. You know, what really kind of gets your juices going, that excites you, you know, that makes you want to do more, you know. What can you do for yourself that makes you feel good? And you'll have more to give others, not less. Yeah. So I don't want you to, to think, and, and people used to give you this guilt trip, you know, when you say you're doing things to take care of yourself. You know, they may ask you, well, why are you doing that? Shouldn't you be doing something else? Well, no, I should be doing exactly what I'm doing right now because this is for me. I need this in order to do other things. I need this. I need to take this time. Doesn't have to be a lot of time, but I need to take this time to focus on me so that I can effectively do something else or do for others. You know? I don't want to be ready. Have you ever run on empty? I have. I've done that. Well, I've just emotionally, physically, mentally exhausted. You know, my best work is, doesn't come that way. I don't, and I don't, I would say probably yours doesn't either. So you've got to take that time to reboot, to refresh. You know, you've got to, filling your cup allows you the capacity to fill others, to help others, to handle that meeting that you got to go to. That's going to be tense anyway. Got to take a minute and make sure that you are your best in order to get back at being your best. Okay. So there's benefits to your physical health. It's that relaxation response. You know, it prevents chronic stress from damaging your health. Um, because if you don't believe it, stress really does eat away at your body, eats on the inside. You know, so you've got to do something to make sure you you can tap into that relaxation response. As it says, your emotional health is why you've got to tap into your emotions and understand your emotions and understand when you're getting emotional or when there is a trigger that pulls into your emotions. It's going to make you a better caregiver. So most baby boomers anymore are taking, excuse me, are taking care of their parents. That's like being a caregiver is a wonderful thing, but it's also probably really, really hard. I won't say probably, I know it is really, really hard to do because after you spent eight hours with work, or after you spent eight hours taking care of kids, your kids at home, or whatever, and then you have to also take care of your mom or your dad or a grandparent. You know, that's a lot. That's a heavy burden. So it's important that you do self-care so you can better take care of them. It also gives you a break from stress. Uh, it gives you time alone. It's a great time to meditate. You know, my uh, personal trainer tells me that she meditates for 10 minutes every morning. 
Uh, she goes, uh, she's got three kids, I think it is. But she goes off, finds a quiet place before they get up, 10 minutes, and meditates, which allows her to better serve her children. Uh, it's also soothing your feelings, you know, so it's, it gives your body some special treatment. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with doing that and having a, a night or a day where you, you're just focusing on you with that. So when you come back, we'll give you some more strategies towards self-care after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the Inside Out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. We're talking about now strategies for self care. Uh, and, and I want you to know that self-care is not something that you have to go somewhere to do. Uh, it, it just takes you blocking out some uninterrupted time. And I, I can hear you out there, mom, saying, wow, how can I get away from my kids? It is possible. You just have to plan it. And, and perhaps if you have a lot of little ones, uh, you may have to also get some support from other people so that you can do it, so that you can be your best as well. Um but it can be done at home. The self-care is something you don't have to leave your house to do. You could do it at home. You know, take a bath. You know, lock the door so the little ones can't come in or the bigger ones can't come in. Uh, deep condition your hair. Uh, deep clean your pores. Uh, care for your feet, which is very important if you're on your feet all the time. Uh, but sometimes it just feels good just to get a have a good feet massage, foot massage or a soak. Uh, nourish your skin. 
tend to your nails. That's both men and women. Men, yes, you, some of you need a manicure. Seriously. You need to go get a manicure and because uh, you probably can't do it yourself. So either uh, if you don't want to go anywhere, maybe your your significant other, your wife, your spouse, whatever, um, can do that for you. But a manicure will make you feel good. It will also make the person that you're with also feel good, too. And it looks good. It looks more professional for you. Or go to a spa and get it done. But please, men, go get a manicure. Uh, get a massage. You know, there is so much health, healthfulness in getting a massage and relaxing those muscles. Is, it can be it's a physical response, but it also helps you mentally as well. Uh, so that's one of the things you can do. You know, I'm just going to give you a couple of ideas of some things you can do uh, for each type of self-care. So if you thought about sensory as being something um the sensory self-care is something that you wanted to, to think about. Then, you know, some of the things you can do is like cuddling under a soft blanket or, or going to the countryside and focusing on, on the smell of the air, you know, or watching the, the trees blow or move as they go through the wind or watching the flames of a candle or of a fire or, you know, feeling water on your skin, you know, during a hot, hot bath or shower. I mean, just actually thinking about focusing on the water and how it feels on your skin, you know, focusing on movements of your breathe, of your own breathing. You know, I don't know if you do that, but that can also be very relaxing in terms of doing that and lying down and listening to music with your eyes closed. There's a different sense you know, or sitting in the heat in the afternoon, just feeling the warmth on your skin and your body, walking barefoot, you know, in the grass, um, holding uh, a pet in your arms, your pet. Those are all sensory kinds of self-care that you can do. Emotional kinds of self-care, keep a journal. Keep a daily journal and uh, be totally honest about your feelings. You know, maybe see a therapist. There's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist. Sometimes all of us need help of a professional who's objective, who's not in our lives, but who maybe can listen and help us find ways or roads back to a more healthy life. Uh, write a, a list of feeling words to expand your emotional vocabulary. So what do these words make you do or or words that you can use from that are different than the words that you normally use when you're feeling emotional. Um, make time to be with a good friend or a family member who truly understands you. You know, let yourself cry when you need to. This men or women. Uh, deliberately encourage yourself to laugh with whole memories or uh, funny words. You know, uh, Go see a funny movie or a comedy. Or, and one of the things that I do, this is one of the things that I do, is is I, I love comedy. So I always am watching comedy or listening to comedy or going to comedy. And at one time I even did improv. So I love it. You know, sing along to a song uh, that helps you express your current emotions. That's a very good one, too. Uh, that you can use that I've used as well in terms of spiritual you want to keep up a daily meditation or a mindfulness practice 
um, attend a service, whether it's religious or humanist, uh, read poetry, uh, walk in nature and reflect on the beauty that's around you, you know, make a daily list of five to ten things that make you feel grateful. Uh, be creative, whether through art or music or writing or something else. Uh, make a list of five to ten things that make you feel more alive. Then ask yourself, how can you better incorporate those things into your life? Uh, in terms of physical, you know, dance to your favorite song. Do yoga. Uh, join a class and learn a, a new sport. Or go running if you're a runner. Run with your dog or find your friend's dog and take that dog running. Uh, you know, cycle through the countryside. Go pull out that old bike. Uh, make sure it's, it's working okay and, you know, ride through the countryside. Or simply go for a walk, you know. Take a nap uh, when you need to. Sometimes even a 20-minute nap uh, is all you need to make you feel refreshed. I've got a, I've got a friend who lives by this she'll call me say i'm gonna take it i'll call you back and i'm gonna take a 20 minute nap you know just to refresh and it and it, and it works so i know this is something that works for folks you know say no to invitations when you are simply too tired to enjoy them so if somebody invites you to something as much as you want to go if you're too tired you know just say no and take that time for yourself you will be better they will be better. They will appreciate it because nobody wants you in an environment where everybody's having fun and you're just kind of lackluster and and you're just not really enjoying yourself. You want to be there and enjoy yourself as much as they want to enjoy you. So just say no. Don't push yourself into your exercise routine when you're run down. So if you're really tired, uh, you know, just because you said you have to go, you don't, you know. Take a minute. Maybe that's the day that you might miss that or, you know, you do something less strenuous in terms of the exercise. You know, can commit to, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep every night. You know, make yourself a commitment, a promise to yourself to do that. And in terms of social, you know, make a date uh, to have lunch or a dinner with a, a good friend or, or write an email to someone who lives far away and, and let them know that you miss them or um, reach out to someone you like but haven't seen for a long time or consider joining a group of people who share your interests. I think, you know, go out to meet up and you know, there's all kinds of groups out there meeting, you know, or other social um, sites that you may be able to connect with, actually physically connect with people. You know, stop socializing with those who undermine or disempower you. You know, so if you're socializing with people like that, you need to stop doing that. Join a support group of people who struggle with the same issues or concerns or things that you do or sign up for a class to learn something and meet new people at the same time. You know, self-care is so important to you. And we've just given you a few things to think about and to consider. Thank you for today's show. I do want to tell you thank you and, 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 uh, and say listen to yourself. Think about some of the things we've talked about. Take some action to make yourself feel good today, to make yourself feel better. And in turn, you will also touch another individual. I love being with you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. 
As always, we couldn't do this without you. Next week, we've got a great show for you. Um, in fact, we're going to talk about food next week. And as we're coming close to Father's Day, I've got Ashley, uh, a chef who is also a father. <laughs> so this is Carla Walker. Looking forward to talking to you next time. Take care. Take care of you. Love you. Bye-bye. From the inside out. Thank you for listening to From the Inside Out. Be sure to join your host, Carla D. Walker, for another episode of the program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week.